0: The Church Media Podcast, episode 168, When God Calls the Heart with Brian Byrd, part two. Let's do it. This is the
1: Church Media Podcast.
0: The definitive podcast for helping you create dynamic experiences and build solid media production teams at your church.
1: Exclusive interviews and church media training from From the the best minds minds in ministry ministry and Christian Christian entertainment.
0: Useful practical content in the areas of audio, Audio, lighting, video, video, stage design, volunteer culture and more.
1: Broadcasting from the ministry headquarters of 1230 Media, here's your host, Carl Barnhill. Hello and welcome to the podcast.
0: Last week was a lot of fun as we are in the middle of a two-part series with executive producer and co-creator of the television show, When Calls the Heart, Brian Bird. If you missed last week's show, feel free to catch up at thechurchmediapodcast.com and feel free to bounce around our archives as well. I've done several shows solo with free church media training on audio, video, volunteer culture, and more. But we also have literally hundreds of interviews with everyone from VeggieTales creator Phil Vischer to church media consultant Phil Cook, music artist Plum, Sandy Patty, John Schlitt from Petra, Joel Smallbone from For King or Country, Jason Roy, who's the lead singer of Building 429. We've had actors and directors on the show like Kirk Cameron, Kevin Sorbo, John Irwin, Alex Kendrick, and more. Well, we've been at this for over three years now, so... That is a mountain of content that you can jump into. Again, everything is all right there for you, absolutely free, at the churchmediapodcast.com. Okay, let's jump right back into my conversation with Brian Bird. Brian is a 30-year veteran of Hollywood. He worked on several shows in the 90s, including Step by Step and Touched by an Angel. He's also penned several movies, including The Last Sin Eater, captive the case for christ and others i talked with him about those projects and the true story behind the crazy popular hallmark show when calls the heart we talked about how the show has turned into a movement of people that help and care for others the conclusion of my interview with brian is right after this church media tip
1: go and now your church media tip of the week useful tips and tricks to help you transform the worship experiences at your church. Here's Carl Barnhill.
0: People want to enjoy where they serve. They want and long for community. There are always things that you can do, even on a small budget, to create an exciting place for people to serve. Social media is a great way to stay connected to members of your team. A great way to add some community online is to create a closed, Facebook group. So that's my church media tip for you this week is try creating a closed Facebook group with just your production volunteers. Now why closed? Because it creates a safe environment where people can share prayer requests and family issues. It's okay to be a little exclusive at times. And I think this is a time where that applies. So get some help with this. You don't need to spend your time Uh, policing the content on your group pages either. You can have a volunteer do that. So again, my tip for you this week, create
1: a great Facebook group and get your team interacting with each other. Get more free coaching for your production team through our blog, podcast, and online resource library. Visit 1230.media slash training today. This is an exclusive interview from the Ministry of 1230 Media. Here is church media coach, Carl Barnhill.
0: Now you, you have a, a brand new devotional book uh, coming out. In fact, I, I met your your co-author. That's how me and you have connected. Is I, I right? I, I talked with Michelle Cox a few months ago. Yes. Um, and lovely lady, and uh, she was telling me about you and and uh, just how we should connect and different things. And so, tell me about how you guys connected and how when God uh, when God calls the heart, the devotional book came about.
2: Yeah. So. Um... During the first uh, four seasons at that point, uh, before Mel- Michelle and I got together and started talking about a new devotional, um, I had been doing for the com portal a series of, uh, of, of production blogs, uh, first blogs and then blogs, video logs, uh, later on in that run for every episode of the show that we had done. And we, by that point, we had, you know, uh, forty eight episodes uh uh done of of the show that had been on the Hallmark channel. And I had done these these blogs and vlogs to try to go a little deeper into each of the episodes, into the storytelling, uh identifying the God moments in the show, uh in those episodes, and then trying to go a little deeper with them. And so a year ago, literally just a year ago, Michelle and I were on faculty together at the uh, Blue Ridge uh, Mountains Christian Writers Conference. I was teaching uh, screenwriting uh, workshops there, and we went to a faculty dinner. And um, I had I had gotten to know Michelle a little bit in the in the years prior, and you know she we sat across from, from each other over pizza, and she said, you know, I just love the show, and it's something I watch with my granddaughters and we just have such a great time, you know, watching one calls the heart. And she said, have you ever thought about doing a devotional, uh, you know, based on the, on the episodes? And I said, well, you know, no, but what I have been doing is this sort of go deeper, uh, blog uh, all these years on the show. And, and I, uh, and so she looked at those, and we sort of got our heads together, and by the end of that conference, we had a, a plan uh, to, to create this devotional, When God Calls the Heart, and um, it's just been such a huge blessing. It's been in the stores now a couple of months, and uh, people are loving it, and uh, what we do is in 40 chapters, we essentially take 40 of those episodes that we did, and we kind of encapsulate a little bit of the storytelling from each of those episodes, but then we sort of take the God moments in those episodes and then take it on a a bit of a deeper devotional uh, dive for each of those uh, chapters. And then we include, you know, verse of Scripture. We include a quote from one of the characters in the show uh, and and some personal sort of, uh, you know, reflection questions questions from the heart is I think you know what we call it there and so uh it's just been so well received and it includes photos and some of the artwork from the show and um I think it might be Carl the only devotional inspired by and based on a tv show uh that's on the market right now so I think it's a fairly unique kind of a project um but people are just loving it and You know, there's this, I mentioned this fan group that call themselves Hardee's. This is a grassroots fan movement. And if you remember from the show uh, Star Trek, there was a, uh, the fans of that show call themselves Trekkies. Well, our fans of When Called the Heart call themselves Hardee's. And uh, they are Trekkies on steroids. (laughs) (laughs) They are so... Loyal and and rabid and committed to the show that they that they have uh, gotten this show to trend nationally on Twitter every every Saturday night or Sunday night that we're on the air uh, we trend nationally on Twitter and uh, they they speak to us you know we speak back to them we communicate we have fan gatherings like our own version of Comic Con where parties come up to Vancouver where we shoot the show and they get to meet up with our actors and, and have some FaceTime with them. And then also get to go visit, uh, our, our movie set town called Hope Valley there in Langley, British Columbia, and, uh, get to take photos of themselves and, and visit our sets and, and wander around the town to their heart's content. And, uh, it's just been a, an incredible, um, Yet one more example of what we never would have had had we not had to go through our wilderness experience. Hmm. Um, and uh, so it was a, it was a uh, really, uh, been a very powerful movement that has, uh, you know, grown up around the show. And uh, that would have never happened had we, you know, had we finished the movie way back in 2008. Yeah. So those parties love when God calls the heart. Many of them are now having devotions together. We even heard about one chemotherapy group that goes through the, devo- the devotional uh, together as a group as they're having their chemotherapy. And uh, we're hearing many stories uh, and anecdotes like that of people who are just loving what we've done in the book. So it's yet one more you know way which. You know, God says, I, I never waste your tears. I never waste your pain. Mm. And uh, it's been just so gratifying.
0: Now, I love the fact, and, and you mentioned this about Michelle and, and these Hardy's groups and that they uh, watch it together and their family, and it's kind of generational. I love the fact that you have spent a lot of your career uh, working on family friendly content. Uh, And my wife is a middle school teacher, um, or or was before she came on with our company full-time now, and and she would make a reference in her classroom to a a 90s show, like a Full House or Step-by-Step or something like that. Um, And and the kids would actually get the reference. Uh, And it would surprise Mm. both of us because, and she would ask, how do you know what that is? And they would reference Netflix. And so what I found interesting, or both of us found really interesting, is that, Teenagers, uh, it appears, are so hurting for family entertainment that they're reaching back 20, 30 years, possibly, um, right, to, to find it. And have you had this similar experience? Do you find that people maybe even either, either reference your your past shows, or that they're, they're they're hungry for the family content that you guys are producing?
2: It's absolutely true. Um, you know, I think there's a couple of things were at work there, Carl. Uh, um, you know, back when I was growing up, and maybe you've had, you had this experience too. Um, you know, families used to watch TV together yeah. there because there actually were shows that you could do that with, right. uh, and you know, kids would not you know parents wouldn't be ambushed and have to hit the TV remote to sort of block things or or turn the channel for offensive content that was coming on because there was enough family-friendly content on the air, you know, to where they could have a shared cultural experience of watching TV together. And I grew up with that myself. And in the last probably 15 years, um, that has gone away completely in our culture. Uh, with With the explosion of new media and new ways to view media, You know, we all have our own little screens in our lives, in our pockets sometimes, and uh, uh, people are now divided off watching their own, you know, content in their own uh, isolation, and I just find that to be a horrible loss to our culture. You know, that shared experience of watching TV with your family often led to great conversations in in my experience, and so when michael and i uh started working on this this you know this idea of this uh, of when calls the heart and, and and hallmark wanted us to turn it into a tv show you know it occurred to us that nobody else was doing programming like this anymore and so we really were conscious of the fact that we wanted to make sure the show was a show that uh, that multiple generations could sit in the same room and watch together And so that was deeply in our, you know, in our thinking. And but by the same token, you know, we're just trying to get the show done because it's hard work. And, you know, you're you're just trying to keep your head above water, making the best show possible. What we didn't factor in was the deep, deep hunger of the culture for the show Mm. and for shows like this. Um, The fact that nobody else is making family and faith content anywhere means that you have a massively underserved family audience and they're starved to death for programming. And the only thing that really exists on television anymore are the reruns of older shows that, you know, I was involved in many of them, and Michael and his, his family legacy mm-hmm. were involved in, Little House in the Prairie, right. Highway to Heaven. I did Touch by an Angel and, uh, and Step by Step and some others. And so, you know... That was all that was there, and so there was a big reach back by a lot of young people, but also by families that were just looking for anything that they could watch with their kids. But when we got on the air with uh, "When Calls the Heart," we we soon realized that there was this massively underserved audience that was no long that n- nobody was serving anymore, and the math is not hard on this. If you find a big island full of starving people and you give them food they will love you for it mm. i mean it's no more complicated than that
3: right.
2: and that's what we were doing and the fact that this this grassroots uh fan community began to reach out to us and speak to us uh was a pure indication that there was a giant underserved audience, and the fact that When Calls the Heart has only grown by double digits in the ratings every year since then is not surprising to us anymore, because we realize that we're we, we are shepherding, we're we're we are the um, the gatekeepers on a very rare breed of program uh, programming that you know that's available. Uh, in today's day and age when just everything else is zombies and vampires and dead body shows and crystal meth dealers. And uh, if everything else is dark and you do some light, (laughs) you're going to get a good response. And so, uh, and and we're finding that as well with Netflix because they have the first four seasons of One Calls the Heart on Netflix now. And it's going really well for them. Uh, from what we hear, they're really happy with the the data that they're getting from the audiences that are discovering it uh, when calls the heart there for the first time.
0: Now, um, in our last couple minutes together, I got got a couple more questions for you, and that is uh, the, the first one is this: what, what should the job of Christian storytellers be today? Here's what I mean by this: How can we be great at our craft? And influence and and let our, our faith influence our work without necessarily beating people over the head with our faith without being overly evangelistic maybe
2: well yes good question I you know I personally have always um, felt that um, good stories should stir up soul cravings and that that's about all you should ask of them, <laughs> um, that we stir people to, that art asks great questions, and it stirs up soul cravings. You know, I mentioned Pastor Rick, uh, who had that little kick me, you know, kick, kick me in the butt uh, phone call with me all those years ago. He He said something else to me one time that I thought made a lot of sense. He said, Brian, if all you do is ask great questions and drive people to my door, I'll do the rest. And he said, great media uh, and good media and effective media stirs up questions and heart cravings. Mm. That's huge. That is a huge part of the process. Because the culture is so bereft of good hope and, you know, faith, hope, and love anymore that um, just stirring up a hunger for more knowledge and for, for more information is is a huge part of the task. I've always believed personally that film is is neither good. You know, evangelistic films are neither good evangelism or good filmmaking. Um, because they become propaganda if you if you take. A, a character or or a protagonist, you know, and it's wham bam thank you ma'am get them saved get them sanctified make them saints all in an hour and forty minutes, uh, and 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 by the way in TV you have forty two minutes mm-hmm. <laughs> per episode so it's just not real, uh, you know, people finding faith and, and getting connected to the God that made them. Is a journey for them, and sometimes that journey happens over time and through their own heartbreak and and their sort of you know experience of loss in this on this broken planet, and so to sort of jam all that and shoehorn sh- shoehorn all that into a short you know um, uh, story and tie it up with a big red bow is just not very real, and I personally believe that. Um, a picture on a wall can't capture it all. You know, even a beautiful picture, even uh, you know, beautiful colors and cinematography and motion, but that this most precious gift that we that we know about—the cure for everything, the answer for everything in this cosmos—which is the the gospel—that uh, needs to be hand delivered. It's such a precious cargo. It needs to be hand-delivered by people who love each other, you know, in, in personal relationship. And, and so what I love to think about in the work that I do is to ask great questions, stir up soul cravings that get real conversations happening between real people around a water cooler. Hey, did you see that episode of such and such? Did you watch that movie this weekend? What, do you, what did you think? Uh, hey, would you like to go to lunch with me, and let's talk about it more. Hey, would you like to go to my church? My pastor was talking about this very same thing. See, that's where we need to, you know, this most precious cargo needs to be handed over through by hands, mm-hmm. <laughs> real, yeah. real human hands to, to one another uh, in a love relationship. And so I, I believe the best use of media is just to stir up the soul to want more to be hungry for more. That's good. And that that's the most—I uh, think that's the most effective use of, of film and television storytelling.
0: How does this relate? And I know that you've worked in TV, but you're talking to some uh, church media guys who are on staff at churches as well. Right. So how would—let's relate it to them also, and that maybe—and feel free to speak to this—maybe the the stories that they're crafting for their churches every Sunday, it doesn't necessarily have to have a a beat-over-the-head evangelistic nature to it, or an over-the-top salvation message necessarily. It could just ask one question, or it could just stir up something. Um, speak to that yeah. a little bit. Is there anything related to bring TV into well, church world a little bit?
2: Yeah, especially in the case of 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 media content, you know, presented in churches, uh, made made you know by uh, the media staff at, at churches and media pastors. You know, it's it's really short form material. Yeah, that, that in that case, and you have even less time to make your point. So I think just I think your strategy, just ask one great question, is, is fantastic. Because really, those pieces are meant to feed, it's like a, a hockey, it's like a, an assist in hockey. You know, it's a, it, you pass the puck to the pastor and let him take it to the net. Right. And I, I just, I really do feel like that's the best use of media, especially in a church setting. Ask a provocative question, get people's hearts stirred up want to have a conversation and, and um, it doesn't always have to tie it up with a big red bow. In fact, I would almost make a bold statement and say you shouldn't even try to do that because it's very tricky to do well and not have it turn out as, uh, as you know complete manipulation or complete propaganda. And um, we don't want to do, be propagandists. We want to be storytellers. We want to light people's hearts on fire and get them to ask great, great questions.
0: Good. Well, man, as we wrap today, what projects do you have coming up that we should be looking for?
2: It's a busy time right now. We're getting ready for Season 6 of When Calls the Heart, Uh, but I have... Uh, <laughs> multiple movies that I'm doing now, too. Uh, I, I, I You may have heard that I did the movie The Case for Christ last year. Right. Uh, I, I wrote and produced that. Well, we're working now on the sequel to that, which is based on Lee Strobel's next book, or, or his newest book, I should say, called The Case for Miracles. And that's going to be the next sequel um, uh, in that series, and it's planned for... Uh, you know coming out in theaters in 2019 and uh, along with that i'm doing another tr- true story about an eskimo football team up in in the north pole almost <laughs> the top of the world um called northern lights and uh i'm also uh adapting a uh a francine rivers book called bridge to haven uh for for the movies so anyway it's a very busy time and um just uh grateful for all the opportunity that God's uh, put in front of me.
0: Awesome, man. Well, Brian Bird, thank you so much. The show is... When calls the heart, the devotional book is when God calls the heart. It's available on Amazon, wherever books are sold. Brian, thank you so much for your time today. Appreciate your uh, your work. Uh, it's extremely valuable in the market, and people are watching. You know that. But uh, just to to let you know, from Church World, the church is paying attention, man. And, and we really appreciate you you being in there, writing the scripts, producing the content that that we really want to see. So thank you very much.
2: Well. Thanks, Carl. I'm a church guy. I've been raised in the church. My grandfather's a pastor. My dad was a pastor. So I'm, I, my heart bleeds for church at all times, and I'm a big fan of, of young people creating good media content in church settings.
0: Yeah. Well, so grateful for your time today, man. Really appreciate it.
1: Awesome. Thanks so much. This has been an all-access interview from 1230 Media. For more interviews, training, and exclusive content for your production team, visit 1230.media slash training.
0: Inspired by best-selling author Jeanette Oak and the Hallmark Channel original TV series When Calls the Heart comes When God Calls the Heart, a new devotional series. In this collection of devotionals and journals, Brian Byrd, executive producer and co-creator of When Calls the Heart, and author Michelle Cox illuminate the God moments from the fictional mining town of Hope Valley. The stories of faith, hope, and love from each episode that will touch your soul, inspire, and encourage you with wonderful virtues and life lessons. Get When God Calls the Heart, When God Calls the Heart at Christmas, and journal companions from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or ChristianBooks.com. You can also visit WhenGodCallsTheHeart.com for more information. That's when God calls the I've
2: been asked so many times lately do I fear death. No, I look forward to death with great anticipation.
3: As I look back over my life, It's full of
2: surprises. And here he is,
3: Billy Graham! Billy Graham, Billy Graham!
2: I never thought I would become friends with people in different countries all over the
1: world. As a child, I didn't understand all the difficulties. A lot of times I would go down this driveway here with tears in my eyes, I didn't want to go.
2: He was a giant. He was unparalleled. For God
0: so loved! It was just so powerful for me.
2: The preacher who helped
3: change the world is a spiritual gift to all of us.
0: Billy Graham, An Extraordinary Life, available now on DVD and digital. To learn more about our network of podcasts, you can visit 1230.media forward slash podcasts we have another show directed at student pastors and leaders called the youth room hosted by our team members trevor miller and daniel stevanis it's really really good the guys are helping student pastors transform their student worship experiences and if you would pass it off to your team so if you're a pastor a church media staff member a volunteer in your church, I'd love for you to share the Youth Room podcast with your student team. Again, all the info for both of our shows are at 1230.media forward slash podcasts. 1230.media forward slash podcasts. On the next
1: church media podcast.
0: Next week on the show, I welcome Mike Graff from Core Sound Music. We're going to be chatting about the best ways to use pads in your worship experience. Mike created Core Sound Pads. We're going to be talking about how to use them so that you can add an incredible dynamic to your environments. That's next week on the show. And thank you guys for listening. Go out there and
1: create some incredible worship experiences this weekend. I'll catch you next week. The Church Media Podcast is a production of the Ministry of 1230 Media and produced by David Michael Hyde. For show notes, archive episodes, and more free resources for your team, visit thechurchmediapodcast.com.